0: Welcome to Design Much, with Andy and Patrick.
1: Where's my mouse? Where's my mouse, Andy? My mouse is gone. My mouse is gone. It's just in
0: the last place you left it.
1: Yeah, in my hand. How you doing, Andy?
0: Not bad, Patrick. How are you doing?
1: I'm doing pretty good. I am hanging in there. I'm doing all right. Nice. I'm having a good time. Just riding this roller coaster. From it my, is roller from coaster, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we, what is uh? What's what's our topic today, Mister Andy?
0: You don't want to talk more about riding roller coasters in your bedroom? No. No. Okay.
1: It's kind of boring.
0: Because you know, usually Patrick, I was gonna say like usually we go on vacation to ride roller coasters, but we can't do that now. So now we just get to ride roller coasters from our bedroom. We
1: get to imagine them, yeah, in our bedroom. We get to take like those those. You could you could go on. Can't you go on like Disney and take like a virtual tour of Disney?
0: Um, I'm not sure. I've I've watched tons of YouTube videos that are tours of Disney. Like yeah. we watch the the Disneyland rides all the time on YouTube. Yeah.
1: Do you, do you remember when we watched the line for we watched the line for Indiana Jones ride as a design team? Do you remember when we watched that YouTube video? No. You don't remember that? We I was, watched the whole line. I was trying to I was trying to illustrate that Disney does a good job because they incorporate their lines into their experience. So then we yeah. I found a YouTube video about um the Indiana Jones ride at Disneyland and how that is part, the line is part of the experience. And it was okay. like 15 yeah. minutes long. I and don't think
0: I was there, but I would have loved that.
1: Yeah, I don't, I'm surprised you weren't there. You were probably really there. You were probably <laughs> yeah, <was> really, probably. <laughs> really there waiting in line.
0: Which that is, that is one of my favorite lines like that's the I love that experience. I actually love waiting in line for Indiana Jones more than I love riding than to the ride. Indiana
1: Jones ride. Yeah. It's the line is like miles long too.
0: Yeah, yeah. It actually goes I think like two miles like out outside of the park underground. Yeah. Like it used to be, an old parking garage. Um. Yeah. You you don't get any cell reception anything. You just have to like be in this cave, <laughs> listening to like bats fly around you. It's awesome.
1: When they have the jeep pass by you and everything every once in a while yeah yep it's a good ride good line good line (laughs) the midway when i was there the midway madness line was pretty good too it was kind of outside but it zigzagged in between and outside i don't know what it's called now it's like the toy story one Mm mm-hmm but they have Mr. Potato Head talking to you, and they have all kinds of stuff going on. Made it more exciting.
0: Uh, I think they changed that. Last time I was there, it it wasn't very exciting. Ah,
1: They ruin everything. That's too bad.
0: They do. Jeez. All right, Patrick. Okay. Let's jump into this. Let's find out what our
1: topic is. It's going to be a good one. Better not be for Michael Nelson again. (laughs) I'm tired. I'm tired of him. (laughs)
0: All right, so Patrick, this week's episode um, comes from friend of the show, Ken Jackson.
1: Ooh, Ken.
0: This should be an interesting. K. Jax. Yeah, is that what you call him, Ken Jax?
1: I don't know. I just made that up. K. Okay. It just seems. It just seems. It just seemed good, right?
0: Yeah, yeah, I feel that. That's great. <laughs> well, K. he wants to know. <laughs> He said, how do you navigate your day-to-day when you discover that trust has been broken between team members? Ooh. What do you do when someone has broken your trust? What if someone doesn't trust you? What steps do you take when trust was broken? Is it possible to rebuild, Patrick?
1: That's a big topic. It's a heavy topic, Andy. We've had a bunch of heavy topics lately.
0: This is a heavy one.
1: We need to get back into, like... How do you make an icon? <laughs> like easy stuff. <laughs> uh,
0: Patrick, that's that's why we do what we do. That's why we're the experts here because we are the heavy ones, yeah. right? Nobody wants to hear about icons.
1: I feel like mm. I feel like um, I feel like somebody needs to call a therapist, maybe, and talk to their <laughs> therapist. Um, how do, how do we build trust? How do you regain trust? After it's been broken, yeah. Hmm.
0: So we've talked about like um, how we actually build trust in the first place, right? Yeah. We've talked about that with like developers.
1: Yeah, you would kind of. I don't know, man. It, it, I think this this is really situational. Like, mm-hmm. if if you if like he brought up in the topic, like if you've done something that you feel like a developer doesn't trust you or a PM doesn't trust you or something like that. I think the first step would be trying to understand why Mm -hmm. like talking to that person and trying to understand why. And then once you kind of get the why, then I think you'd have to go through your, your sort of trust building process again. Right.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I think so. I think it, it definitely has to start with like the communication, Right really understanding y- their point of view and, you know, how that aligns with what your point <laughs> of view is. <laughs> um, and then, yeah, you start with that that building. So I think, like, if you if you find out that somebody does not, does, no longer trust you, then you have to, like, the ball's in your court to figure out why. You have to, like, take the steps. And I think, as you said, the best way to do that is just, like, sit down with them and talk to them about it. mm mm-hmm. Um, ask them what's what's up. Um, well,
1: and ask maybe, for clarity, right? Because maybe, maybe you're not interpreting it correctly.
0: Yeah. Yeah, because you, you could be assuming. You might even have an idea as to why they don't trust you. Yeah. Maybe you did something like, like you backstabbed them or something. <laughs> you think you know. <laughs> so you should find out what they think <laughs> is the problem. <laughs>
1: Do you have an experience where you could that you could share with our audience, Andy, about backstabbing people?
0: Why are you asking me specifically?
1: <laughs> I was just I was just curious. Just well, I don't
0: I haven't gotten to where I am now without making a few enemies, Patrick. Yeah,
1: that's true. You have to push people down to climb up, right? Yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> it's a designer eat designer world out there. Yeah.
1: I think, yeah, I think if somebody, if, if you feel like somebody doesn't trust you for some reason, and then I think, I think you should clarify if that's even the case, first of all, because maybe, Mm -hmm. maybe you're assuming they don't trust you, but maybe they really do. So you've, you've added, you've added your own level of emotional trauma and baggage to it. (laughs) Yeah. Right. So clarify that. And then, and then be, and then. I wouldn't approach him like, hey, you don't, I heard you don't trust me or something. I wouldn't do that. But like, just pull him aside and talk to him about the issue. And then maybe even kind of be open about, well, how do I, you know, I'm like, I don't know if, I don't know if it's necessary to apologize or whatever, depending on the situation, but it would be like, okay, well, how do we repair this? Like, what are some next steps? I think that would be the best way to do it.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I think like, as we've talked about with trust, like you have to understand, like, we talked about this, like, um, it kind of came to a conclusion in a podcast a long time ago where we were talking about how you need to understand like, um, other, other people's like languages. We, you know, we said, like I said, their love languages. Right. Um, so if, if they feel like you did something wrong to them, you might want to figure out how you can repair that in terms of their love language, um, yeah. how you're, how they communicate, um, how, how they like to be seen. Um, You have to kind of do it in a way that's going to help them feel what they need from you in order to repair that. Mm -hmm. So I don't think it's like a, it's a, you know, one way street. Like it's a way that, um, I guess, what am I trying to say? There's not only one way to repair trust. I think it depends on the individual you're working with.
1: Yeah. Yeah. The individual in the situation. And, And hopefully that individual is mature enough to, to communicate openly with you. So you can resolve mm-hmm. the problem? Cause then that could snowball into a different a different story, right? Yes. If if somebody crossed your path, Andy, like you found out, let's say me and you were still a canopy working together, and I threw you under the bus in front of like the VP of product <laughs> and then and then I came to you and told you a different story and you caught me. Like, what? but how would you, how, how would you repair that? How would you repair? Like, like if, if, if you thought I did something that was untrustworthy.
0: Yeah. Um. So yeah, just, <laughs> just like old times, huh, Patrick? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just,
1: just like old times. The old daily grind.
0: <laughs> yeah. just So just like all the times, you know, that this happened when we did work together, <laughs> when you threw me under the bus. Um, I, I think, like, the thing to do about it is first, like, you need to kind of internalize what's going on and understand, like, what you think about it. Like, um, I I like what you said before, like, you need to be very mature about it. So I think what that means is, like, it's, you're trying to, like, not bring too, um, too much emotion much Um, into the problem Um, because if you do I think that could that could lead to something a lot worse Um, if you kind of take it in a way that like somebody has done something bad to me I want to take the time to like reach out to that person like sit down with them one-on-one and like tell them what I think like what what I think they might have done um to to make me feel uncomfortable to make me feel like um like I don't have the respect that I that I feel like I deserve um, so I basically need to communicate that out and not do it like in an angry way as much as I possibly can.
1: Yeah. Well, I think, I think that it's the level of maturity. Like you talked about, if you, if you approach somebody about it and say like, this is, this is like, why did you do this? Or this is what happened and this is what happened to me. You know, I feel mm-hmm. like I can't trust you now because you're, you know, you backstab me or you did whatever. I think um I think most people I don't think most people are, are uh are are scallywags. I don't think most people are like out to get other people. It was probably mostly something that was innocent or misinterpreted. So I think mm-hmm. I think if, if both parties are mature enough to handle that and not go into like a name calling session, then I think it can be handled pretty well, like you said. Um Yeah. I've been in a situation where somebody did that to me before um, and I handled it poorly. So, like, I just got – I got angry. I did exactly what you didn't – what you said not to do and I got kind of angry with that person and then kind of called them out, you know? Like, mm-hmm. I was like, you, you can't call me that. You can't blah, 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 blah. And, uh, and then it just – it just kind of dissolved the whole entire thing, right? Like, it it just blew everything up and – like it never recovered from that. And so okay. I honestly don't even know like even to this day if like what really happened happened. So I think that is like that would be the bad consequence. You know, like the the choices I made were bad. And I yeah. never I never went with I never went I never approached it with like what you were talking about. Like a, a maturity level and saying, Hey, this is what happened, this is what how I felt about it or this is what you know, this is how it looks From my perspective, I didn't do it that way, which, which was a mistake.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So to kind of answer one of his questions, like, is it possible to rebuild? Um, it's possible to break forever for sure. Yeah. (laughs) It sounds like, like it's, it's easy to make it worse. You can make it worse. (laughs) Um, so yeah, if you take it, I think at the right way, like if you kind of go at it in the way that like, well, maybe I did do something wrong and I'm just perceiving this as a backstab when it really isn't a backstab. Um, and you kind of look at it that way and look at it, like maybe the, you, basically you look at it with the best intentions and try to figure out their side of the story. Then I think from there you can rebuild, right? Um, if you kind of go about it the other way, and you bring lots of anger into it, and name calling and stuff. It's gonna make it a lot harder to rebuild.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, the first thing just kind of we talked about the other way. What it's, if it's reversed is you asking for clarity? I think it starts with that, right? Kind of like what you brought up is like just having that communication and asking for clarity. Like you, I don't think it's a problem to go to somebody and be like, "Hey, uh, I was told this." from this person who heard it from you or whatever like it's i think it's okay to like express that like clarify that telephone game that we often play that often causes these situations uh-huh. um or like if you know they did something like they took your design and used it and, and claimed it as as like their own or something right i've heard that happen before if it's yeah. th- if that's the case i would come in head on with them and be like i mean not not like aggressive would be like like, okay, you presented that work as your own. You know that's not your own work, right? Or, like, how, like, why did you do that? You know, and just clarify the reasoning behind it. Because I don't think most people are out to, like, get people that way at companies. Mm-hmm. I think there's, I there's a few people that are. But I think for the most part, most people aren't like that. And it was probably more of an innocent mistake of some kind. So I think even just clarifying that will solve the problem. And then you probably don't even have to work on building trust. It's mostly just getting it out in the air. Now, if it's, if it's somebody who's, um, you know, one of these political players, right, and they did it on purpose or they've repeated it a couple of times, you've asked for clarity, the clarity's there, you start to build trust, they do it again. If it's somebody like that, I think that's, that's much deeper in my mind than something that you can just actually go up to and approach because I think those people are, are people that are, they're they're out for themselves in that way, and they're out to throw yeah. you under the bus at all costs. And I think that's where you go. Like if you're at a large company, I think that's I think that's definitely an issue where you document that, write it down, whatever, and then go talk to your HR representative if you're at a larger company. Uh, if you're at a smaller startup or something, and this kind of stuff is happening, I think that's something you you always would document right you would write it down maybe maybe take screenshots in slack or you know whatever whatever it might be right um and then approach like your manager or something and ask for like how do we get this resolved because this can't keep going but i yeah. think it, i think a lot of times on those those issues where you have people that are just doing it on purpose you know to try to like make themselves look better or try to like gain some political ground at the company or something like that approaching them multiple times is not going to solve your problem. It's like the old, it's like the old, uh, you kind of get caught in like a bully situation almost where it's like, if I'm being bullied, I'll go at them and we'll try to fight it out. But then if it continues to happen, I have no, like it doesn't help me to just continually fight it. Right. Yeah. But at the same time, there's this, there's this other thing that you don't want to go tell the teacher that you're being bullied because then the teacher's going to go talk to the student and then the student's going to bully you even more if they are a bully. (laughs) Right. So it's like these, I think these are kind of hard situations and especially in corporate politics, you can get sucked Mm -hmm. in really quick and you don't know if that person and the person that manages you are best friends, you know, and they're going to talk, you know, so you have no idea. So it's, it's a little bit hard. That's why I think having somebody that you can rely on, like um, in an HR type of situation is where you probably want to approach that situation. Like I've tried working with this person. Here's the steps I took. I can't do it. And you're not coming at it. Like I'm going to get this person fired or in trouble. It's just, here's the situation and I'm having a hard time and maybe we can, you know, cause maybe it, maybe it resolves itself in a situation where you two don't work together as much anymore, that kind of thing. But, um, mm-hmm. yeah, I don't, I don't know. This one's hard. I think, I think a lot of times, um, trust can get broke down and, and it, it can be, it can take a long time to, to, to repair. It can take a very long time.
0: No, absolutely. Uh, I'm really like what you're saying though. It's like, it kind of sounds like, like you should start trying to resolve the problem by yourself like trying to make it a personal thing. Like it's, it's between you and somebody else and you should try to be an adult about it. Cause you know, you're an adult, hopefully listening to this, you're an adult. (laughs) Um, and you should try to like, um, you know, deal with your problems as an adult. I think, you know, like, um, this would depend on the situation. If this is a very severe thing, you should definitely talk to your, your HR person or your manager. Um, but I think like if, if you're having some issues with trust with somebody, you should try to work with them. And is what you're saying is like, you're documenting it. I really like this a lot because then it becomes like, here's, here's this time I tried to work with them and this time. And then when you actually, if it does escalate to need to talk to somebody, you have something to tell them um, that you're not just kind of like digging in the past. Um, so I, I really like what you're saying. Basically start out trying to resolve the problem yourself. And then if it, does not get resolved working with somebody else you might need to involve somebody else
1: yeah and it may have to come from a different department like an hr Mm -hmm. something because you just don't know you know yeah like on a political basis who who's who's you know who's sucking up to who kind of thing but uh yeah i think i think it's i think too yeah you if you can't handle it yourself the first time i think it doesn't it doesn't uh it doesn't do any good to keep going at it at that point yeah and then maybe yeah, that's not going to be very healthy and then maybe depending on uh, how this how the company, you know, situation handles it maybe we go back to a podcast a go or two and we go maybe this is a time <laughs> when you need to think about maybe there's another spot for me <laughs> <laughs> and i think that's fine too because i think you can get into a really toxic work environment really quickly with things like this. Mm-hmm. Like they can escalate yeah. really quickly and it's not, you're not, if if you're battling this type of situation or you're constantly worried about it or this person's constantly stealing your work or they're, you know, that kind of thing. Um, and there's, there's, there's bad trust and you can't trust each other. You're not doing your product any good. You're not doing your company any good and you're definitely not doing yourself any good. So that could that could be a situation where it's like if it's too bad you might want to look into that yeah
0: no that's absolutely true and i think um there's two sides of this too like you should also strive to be a designer that um is somebody that can be trusted yeah and what i mean by that is like you should you should be a trustworthy person i guess to make that a simpler um and you should I think try not to be that political person
1: yeah. that
0: we've been talking about. Um, try not to be somebody that's bringing everybody else down to make yourself look better. And that I think also includes like try not to be like a gossip, somebody who's just spreading stuff around. I think that's going to lead to a lot of um, bad relationships and people that won't trust you very much if you're going to you know act that way. So I think, like it, it definitely should start with that.
1: <laughs> you should yeah. be a person that can be trusted. Well, you you shouldn't treat your job like Game of Thrones, even though you like Game of Thrones. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, you shouldn't you shouldn't be doing that stuff to other people at work. I think yeah. I think sometimes people do it innocently, and you get people get caught up in in some of the gossip sometimes, and and you know. Sometimes you do, maybe you don't have all your design decisions made correctly, right? And you haven't thought through the process as much. And then when you present it to kind of, to kind of, you have a little bit of pride in yourself, right? That you, you might come up with something that, you know, you might make up a a, a something, right? To kind of cover your butt a little bit in that way, in that regard, because you weren't prepared. And I think that happens to everyone, especially, I think, like, Mid-level designers trying to trying to get better. I think it probably happens more. Um, you know, they try to they try to present themselves as more senior designers when they're not quite ready yet. Mm-hmm. That kind of thing can that kind of thing can erode trust pretty quickly. Especially if other people find out. You know, like if you're really wishy-washy on your decisions, um, that's a good way to break that trust. You know, it's a good way to really kill trust. And so I think. It, it does start with, like we talked about in the other podcast, it does start with you making sure that you are trustworthy from the beginning and you've prepared yourself correctly and you're making the right decisions, and not being wishy-washy and not throwing people under the bus and not blaming yep. other people. Um, yeah. And then at that point, you know, you can avoid, you can avoid most of these situations. But somebody's going to throw you under the bus at some point, I think. I think as designers i think we get a lot of blame sometimes for things Um, yeah and i think product managers get a lot of blame probably more than we do from company development engineers i think engineers I, i don't i don't know i think i think everybody gets blame at some point right somebody decides to point the finger at somebody and if you're in that situation i think that that can really be a trust breaker
0: yeah definitely And I think like it's, uh, that's something where you can decide to like get really
1: angry about or kind of get used to it (laughs) sometimes. Well, you can kind of deal with it and just be like, yeah, I can accept it, you know? Like, but, but, but to do that, you really do have to be, you really have to know what you're doing. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, that, I think that's the best. I think, I think people get defensive when they don't. Like, we've talked about this, like, in critiques and stuff, too. I think it happens everywhere. I think people get defensive when they don't understand why they made this decision, right? And then when somebody yeah. calls them out on it, they get really defensive. It's too easy to get defensive, you know? You go into fighting mode because you don't really understand. But if you really understand the decisions you're making and the approach you're taking and all that kind of stuff, when people try to call you out on it or they try to do those things... um, you you can you can be humble and accept it, right? You can be like, yeah, yeah, that was. I mean, we made that decision. That's what we did, and this is why, and mm-hmm. it didn't work out. So you know, I guess, I guess you can blame me for it or whatever. You know, like
0: yeah. And I think that's okay. I love that too because I think like when during critique, like when you're receiving that feedback, you can just take it as feedback, right? Like if somebody is if somebody's <laughs> going around the company and like saying, you know, Patrick's horrible at this or that. You'd be like, okay, just accept it as feedback. Yeah, (laughs) You can, you can like, just like when you're like taking data from users, you can look at it and say like, this may or may not be true. You know, this, this data that they're telling me may or may not be true. I have to kind of take it with a grain of salt. That's what I do as a designer. Right. Yeah. And you can take backstabbing. You can take, um, you know, people who are treating you like that as, as feedback You can take it as a grain of salt because they may not really understand what you're all about, what you're trying to do, um, or they may understand it. And maybe that's a learning experience for you. Who knows?
1: I like that. I like that. Just taking it as feedback, just another feedback mechanism. I like that. (laughs) Take down your, take down your wall, take down your defenses, just be like, yeah, just another feedback. (laughs) Maybe I need to work on it. Maybe I don't
0: yeah just just go put it as another line item in your research <laughs>
1: that's a good one i hope I hope we solved the kjax's problem here this one's yeah. this one's tough and it depends on the situation without getting too you know like without knowing his exact situation or whatever's going on like it's hard to it's hard to be like, yeah, this is how you solve it but I think yeah, I think just to just kind of wrap up, I think what we talked about is like what you brought up is like. Taking taking a lot of that stuff is feedback, right? Like you just said. Like Mm -hmm. don't getting too defensive, don't get angry, um, and then going to that person and asking for clarity. I think I think a lot of times you ask for clarity, it's gonna break down that wall, and maybe you don't even have to rebuild trust. And then the next step would be then if trust was broken, everybody's clear on the issue, everybody's communicated openly then it's working with that person on how to, how to repair that trust. Like, what do you need me to do to, you know, and that may take a while. Like it may take, it's going to take a project or two, I would imagine before that trust is back. But if you're, if you're, if you're upfront and you're making steps to fix it, repair it. And then I think that's, that's going to go a long way. And then if you're in a toxic environment, man, go to your HR, Or, uh, you know, maybe find another job.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, yeah, go to to your HR person, see how they react, and then see if you need to
1: find another job. Yeah. Hopefully you have cool HR people. Yeah,
0: those are the best, the cool ones.
1: (laughs) Okay, Andy, what are you doing? What are you going to do right after this? Right after we're done what recording I, this, what are you going to do next? What's what's the very next thing you're going to do?
0: <laughs> um, Patrick, I'm going to go into another meeting.
1: Nice. <laughs> I'm
0: going to go into another meeting. But what I think everyone else should do, which is probably your next question, right?
1: Is they should share the podcast. They should share the podcast, yep. Because <laughs> we, we're going to get done recording this. Then we're going to publish it in a week. And then you're going to hear this and then you're going to share it with other people, Yeah. right? That's, that's what, right. that's what you should do, right? Before you go to your next virtual meeting.
0: Yes. Right after you're done sharing it, Patrick, yep. you should go to all the people that you, that you've done wrong <laughs> and you should apologize.
1: You should, you should, yeah, you should call them up on zoom or google meets or whatever and then be like hey i listened to this podcast it's great you should listen to it as well <laughs> when you're done when you're done listening to it let's jump on another zoom and we'll talk to each other about it
0: yeah <laughs> let's rebuild this thing <laughs>
1: Because if that's if that's the one thing we can do here, like we can help people with icons, we can help people with all kinds of stuff, but if we can help people repair relationships, Andy, we're taking this podcast to the next level. that's right, yeah,
0: maybe every episode should be about repairing relationships,
1: <laughs> yeah, you think so do we do we need we to get a different degree? do we need to be like we need to get psychologists on here and stuff as guests. Let's get Dr. Phil on, yeah, yeah come up with a three-point plan to like to like repair relationships this could be a daytime podcast oh yeah by the way speaking of speaking of google meets and zoom have you had any like mystery people show up at any of those meetings yeah
0: other than you know people's kids
1: yeah yeah but like people joining the meeting that don't that are like they're like anonymous Really? Have you ever had any of that? Never. We've had a few. We've had a few already. We've had—I don't know if it's the same person, but we've had people jump in on calls that, wow. like, you don't know who they are, and so then you have to kick them out. <laughs> so I don't know. I don't know what's going on. I don't know if it's espionage.
0: No, that, that just gave me an idea. I should start joining people's calls.
1: Yeah. Well, Conan O'Brien was doing it apparently, so we're wondering if mm. it was him.
0: Oh, it probably was. Yeah. I know he's a big fan of Canopy.
1: He's a huge Canopy fan. Yeah. I'm glad he is and not Andy Richter. I can't stand that guy. Are you an Andy Richter fan? Uh,
0: Not necessarily, no.
1: No. Maybe just the name. Just like Andy and Andy. You kind of have a kinship there. Sure. Yeah, we would have something to talk about at a party. Yeah, but then beyond that, it's like, nah, we got nothing. (laughs) Okay, Andy, we'll have fun at your next meeting. You too, Patrick. <laughs> okay. See ya. You want to know the best way to support the podcast? And I know you do because you made it to the end of this episode. That is, share it. Share it with a coworker. share it with a family member, share it with a friend, share it with whoever you want to, share it with a construction worker, share it with somebody, it doesn't matter. Just share it. Um, a couple more ways to support the podcast, though buy a t-shirt over at designmunch.threadless.com and then wear it with pride and then lastly to support the podcast we need your topics use hashtag designmunchtopics on social media or shoot us an email at topics at designmunch.org or just go to designmunch.org slash contact and fill out the form